He's holding his chest and falling down on the floor. She gave him a heart attack. Feet pushed up the bridge of his Mr. Potato Head glasses. That can't be legal. I saw in Boston legal, it's emotional distress. Tony from down the block brushed cookie crumbs from a red Phillies t-shirt, which matched his unfortunate new hair color. He was single again, a fact that his red hair blared like a siren. Also, that he might not own a mirror. That's how they always are, that club, her father said. They never shut up. Sinatra this, Sinatra that. They think Frank was the best. But Dean had the TV show. They forget that. Dean was the king of cool, that's all, added Tony from down the block, and Mary's father turned to him. Don't get me wrong. Sinatra was good. My Vita loves him. But he hogged the spotlight. A show-off. A showboat, Tony from down the block agreed. And Mary listened to the two men have the same conversation they'd had a thousand times. Pigeon Tony sat silently on the end, dunking a cookie into his coffee. At only five foot two, he was more wren than pigeon, with his bald head inexplicably tanned, his brown-black eyes small and round, and his tiny nose curved like a beak. He was quiet because his English wasn't that good, and for that Mary felt grateful. Two Tonys were enough for one lawyer. But Pop, Mary interrupted, trying to get them back on track. Big Joey's fine now, and Bernice didn't cause his heart attack. He weighed three hundred pounds, hence the big part. In an intentional infliction case, you have to prove that the act caused the harm, and the statement she made wasn't outrageous enough. How can you say that, honey? her father asked, stricken. It's outrageous to us. His forehead wrinkled all the way to his straw cabbie's hat. He was wearing an almost transparent sleeveless shirt, dark pants with a wide black belt, and black socks with pleather sandals. In other words, he was dressed up. Meh, Tony from down the block interjected. The drinking wasn't for real on Dean's TV show. They put apple juice in the glass, not booze. It's show business. Feet's face was still flushed. Yeah, they just spread that rumor to make Dean look bad. They're always trying to ruin his reputation. Can we sue about that, too? If Dean was alive, he could sue. So why can't we? He can't help it, he's dead. Mary sighed. Slow down, gentlemen. It costs money to sue. Even if I don't charge you, there are filing fees, service fees, all kinds of fees. You have to have money. Feet said, we have money. Not this kind of money. We got 78 grand in the kitty. What? Mary couldn't believe her ears. 78,000? Where'd you get that? Dean's got a lot of fans, Feet answered. And her father added, dead fans. Angelo, you know, the barber down Rittner Street. Remember his wife, Teresa, passed two years ago? And they had no kids. Also Mario, who had the auto body shop on Moore. And Phil the Toot got that nice settlement from the car accident. He passed too, poor guy. Her father paused, a moment of silence. They left their money to the club. We had $312 before that. But now we're rich. We can sue anybody we want. 
anybody says anything bad about Dean, we're suing, Feet said. We don't even care if we lose, said Tony from down the block. It's the principal. We're sick of Dean getting kicked around. It's got to stop somewhere. Right. Mary's father pounded the table with a fleshy fist, and Pigeon Tony looked up from his coffee. Her father and the three Tonys looked determined, their lined faces an Italian Mount Rushmore. Gentlemen, how is it going to look if you sue? Mary fought the urge to check her watch. She had so much else to do and was getting nowhere fast. Your club is mostly male, right? Yeah, it's true. Her father shrugged his soft shoulders. What are you going to do? Dean was a man's man. It's cause of the gold diggers, Feet explained, and Tony from down the block sighed like a lovesick teenager.